trading in futures products entails significant risk of loss, which must be understood prior to trading and may not be appropriate for all investors. Please contact your account representative for more information on these risks. Past performance is not indicative of future results. If you like grain markets and other stuff, you've come to the right place. Welcome to the Grain Markets and Other Stuff Podcast. Here's your host, Joe Baklovic. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. Hope everybody is doing good today. It is uh, Tuesday here about midday, and I figured what I would do today, given that we've got this sharp rally uh, in the markets, I'm going to do the corn market uh, specifically here today, and, and maybe I'll do the soybean market later this week. But I figured I would go through uh, some of these charts and uh, run through some potential upside targets or some uh, places that you may be interested in, in 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 terms of the charts, in terms of technicals and numbers. Um, you may be interested in making sales or, or maybe some stuff to look at in terms of upside targets. I'm going to pull up the, the uh, December daily chart in the corn, and I'm going to go back and look at some of the longer term stuff. For those of you listening on the podcast, uh, same deal as, as one of the chart reviews I did last week. I, I should be able to verbally uh, explain this pretty, pretty well and uh, give you an idea as to uh, what sort of levels you should be looking at, what the technical setup is in the corn market. Um, just a, as a uh, kind of a primer here, I don't get very uh, fancy or, or extremely complicated with my charting. Um, essentially, what I do for the most part, I like to look at, at different levels that we've either peaked or bottomed at in the past and kind of use those as, you know, either a high water mark or a low water mark and, and try to use those levels that we've seen in the past as some sort of indication as, as to maybe where I should be pricing in the future. You know, one example would be, um, you know, say in the corn market, you know, earlier this year, we, we had some opportunities, um, in, in early 2020. Most of them were early or late 2019, where, you know, we could have sold some decent corn back in the three nineties or $4 range. And, and a lot of times a guy will look back and say, Oh, I wish I would have sold some corn back then. Well, I kind of look at it as, well, if we get back to those levels, and and you're kicking yourself that you didn't do it last time and you get another chance, maybe this is your time to do it. So I, I don't get overly complicated with this. I'm not going to get into moving averages or uh, RSIs or any of that sort of stuff. We're going to look at some very basic levels that I think you can uh, – maybe keep your eye out for and uh you'll be able to go back and and look at this video and um or or listen to the podcast and at least give yourself an idea as to some some levels that uh maybe you can take a look at or maybe you should consider um just as as some potential upside targets. I'm gonna start off here with just the daily um December 2020 corn chart and this right here what we're looking at is is the entire lifespan of the December 2020 corn chart uh starting back in 2017 and there are two very obvious levels here um back in in say mostly all of 2017 a, a lot of 2018 and uh we peaked there again in 2019 uh, this 423 level, 423 and a half to be exact, was your uh, contract high in the December 2020 
corn contract. And um, I've got a big green line on my chart here at 423 and a half. That's that's the best you could have ever done in this December 2020 corn. Um, is that a level now with the board at 387 as I speak here today? Is that now a level that is perhaps a little bit more realistic? Uh, maybe it is. I mean, you're still you're still 35 cents or, or whatever it is away, but it's, it's a number that is, is not a fantasy anymore. It, it was a few months ago. It's not anymore. Now on the flip side of that, uh, 320 is where the, the market bottomed, um, just in, in the, the third quarter of 2020 here back before this rally started. And in that period, of course, we had a lot of uh, desperation, bearish sentiment. The market's never going up again. There's going to be a three billion bushel corn carrier, all that stuff. And, and I'm not really here to talk about the reasons why. I'm just here to more talk about the numbers. So when I look at at this chart here, I mean those would be your two very obvious levels that stick out. Three twenty is the big low. Four twenty three and a half is the big high. We're actually closer to that big high now than we are to the big low. We're um, <clears throat> we're what 67 cents away as I speak here today from that big low from back in uh uh er, I think it was early August and we are only what uh 30 30 cents and change away from uh from that 423 high. So we're actually we're actually closer to the contract high than we are to the contract low, which is really phenomenal when you consider all the events and the things that have happened this year. So looking at the daily chart, I mean those are the two big levels that stick out. Now I can pull my mouse over the cursor here and say, okay, back in, um, this would have been like January, December corn did trade up to 401 or 402. So maybe that's a number, uh, to consider here short term. I mean, I know that $4 as kind of a psychological level is a number that a lot of people would, would consider, but just because, uh, not so much because it's psychological level, but we could, because we topped it that 401 or 402, uh, back in the first quarter of 2020, that may be a level that you should be interested in. If, if December corn, uh, the nearby contract were to rally another, uh, 13, 14, 15 cents and, and, you could sell a little bit of it with a, a 401 or 402 futures price, which is where we started the year. Maybe that wouldn't be the worst thing in the world. It's it's certainly a level short term here that I would keep an eye on. Uh, beyond that, um, when you go back to, let's see, this would be about October of 2019. So about a year ago, uh, December corn futures topped at 411. Um, that would be potentially another area to consider and, and, and only looking at the December 2020 corn chart right now. I'm not looking at any of the continuation charts or anything along those lines, but that would be another level to consider. So as, as kind of some minor resistance levels here, just looking at the daily chart, I would probably say this, this like 402 level from back in, in, uh, the first quarter of this year. And then, um, that, uh, you know, up to say that 411 level, or maybe it's a little bit better than 411, uh, back in the uh, fourth quarter of 2019. And then beyond that on the daily chart, I mean, it's your 423 and a half contract high. I mean, those, those would be the, the levels that kind of stick out to me on the daily. Now to get this maybe a little bit different view here, or maybe something that's a little bit more interesting. Uh, this is the monthly chart that I've just pulled out here and, and the monthly chart, um, tracks only spot month futures. So that's the difference between 
the December daily, which is only that December 2020 contract and this continuation chart. And what a continuation chart does when you go to a monthly or a weekly chart, they're typically continuation charts. And the continuation chart tracks only the front month contract. And when the front month contract goes off the board, it flips and it goes to the next contract. So right now, our continuation chart is tracking December 2020 futures. That's our nearby contract. When the December contract goes off the board, this monthly chart that I have up on the screen here now will flip and it'll go to the March 21 contract, which is your next uh, contract in line here. So it's always going to track spot month futures. It's a little bit different way of looking at it. You can look at the December chart and try to pull up some resistance numbers or some support levels, but you might get totally different numbers when you pull up the uh, monthly chart, which is what I have on the screen here. And this is why charting is much more of an art than it is a science, because there are so many different ways to read a chart or to manipulate a chart or to analyze a chart based on uh, the time frame, based on whether or not you're using a singular contract versus, say, a continuation chart like I have here on the monthly. In any case, let's take a look at some numbers on this continuation chart. So the uh, the low, and this is the spot month futures low from at 301, this was back in uh, late April, and this was like the peak of the COVID panic. You know, ethanol production is going to grind to a halt and people are never going to drive again, all that sort of stuff. Um, 301 is where we bottomed on the monthly chart. That was spot month futures. And coincidentally, that's a double bottom because we bottomed at that exact same level uh, back in would have been September of 2016, which I guess you probably could have called that like an maybe maybe that was an early harvest low. So we're not so much much interested in the uh, we're not so much interested in in the downside levels right now. We're more interested in the upside levels. So there is some stuff here uh, just right above the market that um, I'm kind of interested in this 394 in uh, spot month futures is where we topped on January 24th. So that's spot month futures, not the December contract, spot month futures. But December now is the spot month contract. So I think that it's viable for me to look at this chart and say that uh, it's it, it has some bearing here. So you've actually got a little bit of a range here, 394 up to 402 and a half. 402 and a half was a high from back in October of, of 2019. So looking at the monthly chart, I get a little bit different um, impression here of, of maybe where my resistance area should be, just slightly different. Because again, this is tracking spot month futures and not uh, and not deferred or, or or not just the December contract, rather. It's it's tracking spot month futures and not just the December. So it's a little bit different. But in, in both cases, when I go back to that December daily, we had some stuff kind of just above $4, like that 401, 402 type level, and, and I think up to 403. And, and we've got something kind of similar here. Uh, this tells me short term, this monthly chart, that this 394 up to 402 and a half level uh, may be some sort of resistance area that I should be interested in. So that that I think both on the daily and I think on this monthly continuation chart, I, I think that that 402 
level that that neighborhood even 394 up to 402 based on this monthly is is a level that we should be interested in now does that mean that that's going to be the peak or that's going to be the top or that's going to be some sort of high in the market no it, it doesn't mean that it it just means that those are levels that we've peaked at in the past and maybe we'll peak there again in the future it's it's a it's a reference point is what it is you look at that 464 and a quarter number that I've got outlined on this chart here uh, this occurred in spot month futures back in June of 2019. And uh, you remember what happened last spring and summer. Um, the crop was never going to be planted and we were going to have 25 million acres of prevent plant or whatever the number was. And eventually what ended up happening was we bought a whole bunch of acreage of corn acres during planting, essentially. In any case, that would be another number that kind of sticks out. But you, you can look back over the years when you're in this monthly chart. So in 2019, we ran it up to 464 on weather. In um, this would have been, uh, let's see, this one right here that I'm pointing at, this is 2018. We ran it up to um, spot month futures up to 405 on weather in, in May. Um, this would have been Let's see, there really wasn't much of a 2017 weather peak at all. We got up spot month futures up into the 390s. Uh, 2016, this was kind of a weather deal. Uh, we got up to 439, I think. Uh, same thing in 2015. Uh, and then 2014, when you go back to 2014 and 2013, you're kind of still coming off of those like 2012 drought levels and you were still kind of adjusting for that in my opinion and that's why i'm using this chart that begins with with like the middle of 2014 i just think that the stuff beyond that or or be, before that rather uh doesn't necessarily have as much bearing here so when i go back and i compare so here's here's my monthly continuation chart it, it, this tells me that this 394 to 402 is is maybe some sort of level that I should be watching in spot month futures, which right now is is December futures. And you know, you get beyond that, and then you can start looking at some of these these weather scare highs that we've seen over the years. You know, your uh your your four four and a quarter up to like four sixty or so. And and in this environment, um it sounds crazy that we could do that, but you know, crazier things have happened. Now when you go back to the December daily, um is it totally, is it different? Yeah, but it's not totally different. Um, you've got these peaks here again, just, just to review on the December daily back in, in January, we did have some highs here back in that 401 to 404 neighborhood, um, which, which does coincide with the monthly chart and some of the numbers I showed you there. So there's a situation where both your December daily and your monthly continuation kind of line up in that, in that, 402 ish level, basically call it just right around $4. So, um, December corn at $4 would really be uh, quite the feat this year when you consider, you know, all the demand we've lost from ethanol, all of the, the bearish things that have happened. This is, is without a doubt the most pronounced contra seasonal rally that we've had in the corn market in 10 years. You've got to go back to 2010 to see anything like this as far as rallies during harvest. And I did that episode, I think last week on contra seasonal rallies. And basically what I, what I came down to at the end of the day was that 2010 was the year that we should be watching in terms of an analog. And in that year we topped, I believe it was uh, first or second week in November. So I, I hope that uh, this was useful. I hope I gave you a little bit of, of, 
kind of reference here some some past highs, some past high watermarks that perhaps you should be interested in um, as a grain marketer, or, or just levels that you should be aware of, and and tell yourself, hey, you know, both on that December daily and also on that monthly continuation, there's there's some stuff right above that four dollar level that I should be interested in, or in that four dollar range. And it's not just because four dollars is a big round number that that looks good and has been good over the last few years. There's there's some tangible evidence here that four dollars is is not necessarily a bad level because we peaked there on a few different occasions. I hope this was useful to you. Um, I hope I explained it well enough so that those of you listening on the uh, podcast can uh, kind of visualize what I'm trying to say. But if, if if you were having trouble visualizing it on the podcast, just go on YouTube and, and pull up this video and uh, you'll be able to find it and, and look at the charts. I've got the charts right up here on the screen. So maybe that's a little bit easier for you to follow. Uh, remember, if you do need some help with your grain marketing, if you'd like to know exactly what I'm doing throughout the year when it comes to, to corn and soybeans and wheat, um, my morning email breaks down exactly what I'm doing. Um, every day of the week, it's tracked by uh, crop, by crop year, and by percentage. Um, you're made aware of those new recommendations every time there is something new uh, via both email and a text message service. All that deal, you can buy that whole thing for 49 bucks a month. You can cancel it at any time. There's no obligation. There's no brokerage account needed. Uh, nothing like that. If you have questions about it, um, either reply in the comments here on YouTube or on the podcast. Um, on Apple in particular is, is where I'll see them or uh, shoot me an email to info at standardgrain.com. I'd love to hear from you. Um, I will be back. I, I may do this exact same uh, conversation with the soybean market later in the week. So uh, stay tuned. Everybody have a good week. We'll catch you later.